time to take a deep breath, a little deeper, and settle in with your host, Spa and Wellness Director Genesee, starting right now on the Wellness Hour on Karma Radio. Welcome to your Wellness Hour brought to you by Inn and Spa Walden. Here's your 30-second rundown on how the Wellness Hour works. Like any good story, we have a beginning, middle, and end. The beginning of the show will review what has been, meaning we will take an exciting, deeper look at some of our lecture topics that ran the previous week at Walden. The middle will include what is happening now. Here we will tap into the energy of the present moment and see collectively what is surrounding all of us at this time. The end will give a sneak peek into what's to come who's up next week, and what wellness activities are available for you to enjoy in the weeks to come. So let's twist time and start this hour in the past. Here we go. Good morning. Happy Friday, everybody. I hope you have a warm cup of tea, nice cup of coffee. You can sit back, relax, enjoy this hour with Emily and I today. Good morning, Emily. Hi, how are you? Good. So, uh, we have a plan like we typically do. We have an outline usually that kind of goes over our past moments that we've been able to experience between us, enjoying all of the amazing content that Walden puts out. Um, and also, of course, the present moment awareness where we bring in kind of the collective energy that's surrounding everybody at this time in this space in this moment. And then uh, also what's to come next week. And we like to highlight that. So we have a really phenomenal structure structure for today. But I'd like to <laughs> I'd like to just go rogue for a minute. And um, I'm going to play here this song that. Um, yesterday, I was driving in my car listening to Sirius XM radio like I like to do. And um, this song played and I've heard it before and I really love it. It's called Virtual Self Ghost Voices. And as it was playing yesterday, it instantly a bubble of awareness came over me and I said, I have to play this tomorrow on the radio, which we usually don't play songs on this station. Mm -hmm. So um, why that came in, I'm not sure. And I was wondering if it had anything to do with the, um, the name, Virtual Self, Ghost Voices, and some of the stuff I've been experiencing over the last week. Um, and so this morning, as I got in my car to drive to the station, um, I turned on the radio, and wouldn't you believe, but Virtual Self, Ghost Voices was playing. So I'm going to reach over here and play this and see if we can oh! <laughs> wake you up. <laughs> I started it a little bit into it. Uh, it's got a nice relaxed vibe. They call it Neo Trance. Not sure. Neo, Neo Cortex. Are we tapping into the frontal lobe here? Um, little dance party. In studio. Oh, so nice. Okay, so I'm going to pause this. So this came about in um, this morning when I got into my car and this played again. Um, I really sat for a moment. I have a nice 20-minute drive into the studio. And I sat with myself and I said, what is it about this song? Why is this triggering? Why is this coming 
into yeah. into my world again after yesterday had the the epiphany to play it or wanted to play it for everybody listening today. And so I sat there and I tried to think, is it virtual self? Is it the ghost voices? Nothing really resonated. And then it popped into my field of awareness that it's all about synchronicity. And um, and so when Emily and I sat down this morning and, and chatted for a brief five minutes before we set up the show, um, she had a comment on synchronicity as well. So yeah. number one, tell me what you know about synchronicity. What's that word mean to you? So it mean like to me it means like it like it keeps happening uh, for some reason like you have to like know it for some reason. Um, near events, it like it can happen to you. It can happen to others. You just keep hearing it going on in your life. Um, so what happened was Genesis was telling me the story, and I went to Lynn's lecture on Monday. It was about spring cleaning your soul, and. Um, uh, it was she was talking about how you have mere events and um, mere events meaning something's reflecting back to you in your in the present moment that you're experiencing something and right and so she was talking about how uh, something kept happening to her and her boyfriend like the fan broke in her boyfriend's house and then the fan broke in her house mm-hmm. and she just thought to herself I probably said like I hope that doesn't happen to me and that it most likely probably will happen to you and it's just a mere event something's telling you like you got to break the habit or- mm-hmm. so mirror neurons in the brain are what actually help us in our human uh, world uh, uh, being able to see somebody going through an emotional state and a mirror neuron triggers an emotional response in us so that's why it's hard to see somebody cry and then not be able to cry or to see somebody angry and then not be able to you know put up your own defenses right and so um, with autism um, they uh, a lot of times lack the mirror neurons and so that's why there's an emotional disconnect with um, people who have autism Autism. And so um, interesting that you use mirror as a way to explain synchronicity. So for me, synchronicity, and I'm going to go way back. So when I, and I always say 13, I have no clue if this is how old I was, but shout out to my dad, who I'm sure is listening, um, and my mom, because she also gave me a lot of spiritual, um, metaphysical insights. My dad was more of the book pusher. And so at 13, I think we were on a trip or traveling, or maybe I was visiting his house. Um, we lived by coastal at that time. I was in California. I think he was in Virginia. And, um, and he introduced me to a book called the Celestine prophecy. Have you ever heard of it? Uh, I think I have from you before, (laughs) (laughs) but you haven't read it yet. No, maybe it's time to get it out. So, um, this book is like the Holy grail of, uh, I think books to start people along a spiritual path Mm -hmm. in the book. Um, it talks about, uh, I think he calls them insights and I think it's the nine. It was so long ago that I read this nine different insights. And it's a, uh, it's a story about a man who is going about his normal life and then synchronistic 
events start happening and he can't not pay attention to these events and then his whole life just shifts and he's in Peru and following all these insights and learning all these spiritual uh, teachings and everybody who reads this book as soon as you open the pages to this book and start reading synchronistic things start happening to you in your life number one almost everybody who I've told to read this book or you talk about this book with who have read the book talk about uh, as soon as they start reading somebody comes into their life that randomly engages them and asks if they've ever read this book it's like the number one thing that happens to almost anybody who starts reading it's like this cult crazy book <laughs> and uh, and then it's just this series of amazing events that happen to this man and typically people when you close the book and finish it you leave with one of those insights just embedding into you and your in your process and it kind of opens you from there for your own spiritual process and for me it was synchronicities and so at 13 I thankfully started to understand that to me synchronicities means that there's no such thing as coincidence in life everything happens for a reason definitely and if you choose to live your life in that way that every single thing has meaning it can be overwhelming in the beginning when you have to stop be present basically yeah. to recognize everything in this amazing world right mm-hmm. and then try and glean the mirror as lynn would call it the mirror response for you so for her her boyfriend's fan mm-hmm. broke and she Uh, when she did self-reflection she then went in and said her fan broke and so it instantly made her stop because that was a synchronicity she said why does his fan break and then my fan breaks and so for her it was this ah i was manifesting through making an intentional statement saying i don't want this to happen but as you get into spirituality we recognize that the universe doesn't really recognize positive or negative it just recognizes energy Mm -hmm. and so if we're putting energy towards something whether we want it to happen or not we're going to draw that thing closer towards us and so synchronicities are i i assume is why let's play it again yeah (laughs) virtual self ghost voices came (laughs) into my life and so what we gotta we gotta wait for the drop I'm sorry. I'm a, I'm a techno kid. I grew up in uh, close to L.A., and all I wanted to do at 16 was dance, but I couldn't get into any clubs. So I went to the underground rave scene in, I don't even remember, the Master Dome in San, San Bernardino. It burned down a few years after we stopped going there, which is probably not a good thing. All right, so we'll turn that off. So I... I guess moving into this, I'd like to we'll just keep going down the rabbit hole of experiences. So last week, I was not here. Emily had full control over our 11 a.m. wellness hour. And I had gone to Serpent's Mount. The spring equinox was happening, and uh, it's a phenomenal time. The equinox is amazing connectivity for physical, emotional, mental, spiritual, everything to just come into alignment. It's equinox itself is the time when our planet is bathed in the perfect balance of light and dark, right? So the equinox is that time when we are completely in, it's the midpoint. I don't, why can't I think of the, how do you yeah. say it? I, uh, 
I know what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever the word is, completely balanced with light and dark. So it's that midpoint uh, of our transitional time. And so it's um, in that completely balanced and, and everything's uh, completely in harmony and balance. And so this is a lot of native cultures, a lot of uh, ancient traditions celebrate with ceremony, the equinoxes. And in this past equinox, we actually had tons of solar flare activity, which for um, more metaphysical people is a really uh, potent time to be able to do uh, higher level work so meditative work and being able to tap into the magnitude of wisdom ancient ancient teachings and knowledge and support and all of that through a, a meditative or more of a high self uh, standpoint and so I had taken a few friends down to Serpent's Mound, which is down in southern Ohio, and a beautiful place, um, about four hours south of where we are now. And uh, we decided to do a ceremony. So this has been, for me, a culmination of the past three years of my life work, I guess you could say. Uh, so in 2015, I had a pretty interesting experience where I had come to a point in my meditative self-reflective spiritual journey where I was a very clear channel mm -hmm. and uh, could very easily go into meditation and do something called astral projection are you familiar with astral projection a little bit what do you know about astral projection it's like kind of like uh, projecting your yourself mm -hmm. out into the world yeah like the energetically like the, yeah mm -hmm. the energetic world not like the physical world mm -hmm. so uh, um the easiest way to explain it would be when you dream so okay. during dream yeah. space is when uh, we project ourselves into the multi-dimensional landscape and uh, and explore and experience and that beautiful as from young Carl Jung would call it the collective subconscious, that which is kind of within us and the, the latent potential that we all have to explore and experience, but can't get there unless the brain waves are in certain states uh, that can get our, our energetic body to experience those more subtle forms of energy. And so in 2015 I had this experience completely unexpected I had actually just come off of a, writing a book mm -hmm. called developing your unique gifts and talents which I still haven't completely edited and finished I'm sure there's more information that needs to go into that one it's done it just hasn't been edited and uh, it was this 30-day um, exploration for me I was working with in in uh, meditative space I was working with I would call guides, angels ascended masters and I had I believe I had 12 of these guides and it was so very confusing for me because each one had a different energy perspective and a lot of those perspectives were sometimes conflicting and so being a very clear channel who could tap into these different voices in my head I guess we can just <laughs> boil it down to uh, it, it became really confusing because just like humans different energies in the different dimensional planes that we can tap into have different perspectives agendas um, and want to want to see different things channel through you 
And so it became very confusing for me. And so what I decided to do was take 30 days Mm -hmm. and write this book and basically give each of those, uh, each of those uh, individuals, those guides, angels, masters, uh, space to come through in a very solo, singular, specific way with me to see or and teach me why why we had partnered together in this meditative space. And it was a really interesting process. I actually channeled all the work um, and I channeled it through automatic writing. So all I would do is sit down each morning and close my eyes, go into a meditative space, which I had practiced for a very long time. 10 10 years I guess got me to this point of being able to very quickly go in harmonize the frequencies of my body to have a very connected clear uh, connection to these different entities I guess you could say that were coming in to relate information to me and so I would then just open up my space after I did a clear channel meditation I would open up my space to have this energy the specific energy that I had given a name a sensation in my body and a feeling to so I knew who I was working with and I would just start writing and it's interesting because a really good friend of both of ours Julie Mm -hmm. uh, when I was done with this took those writings and transcribed it all for me oh wow yeah great friend right Mm -hmm. And because I had just written it down in a notebook and she was, I think her comment was, do you, did you even look (laughs) at this? Because each chapter, we could say each different entity that would come through would write differently. It would have a completely different dialect. So how it was speaking in the pages was different. The writings were totally different. Some were really sloppy. Some were like little box letters. And, uh, and so anyways, so this was a process that started me, uh, in 2000, I think I ended that probably right before 2015 or right at the beginning of 2015. And so I had given each of these individuals, uh, space to come through and clearly tell me why they were working with me. Mm -hmm. And so after that was done, I kind of shelved that book I set it on the show I gave it to Julie actually and just let it go I haven't even really picked it back up since and thought I was done with it and I became clear on who they were and why some of the stuff was conflicting and what they were saying because of their different agendas and uh, and then the I believe it was probably just one week after doing that my and I thought I was done. So when you channel work like that, usually you're let go. It's, it takes a lot of human energy to do something like that. Mm-hmm. And so you're usually the human self, me, Genesee in this world. I then should be given usually what happens when you bring through something that big. Uh, you're given time off, basically, because right. it takes a lot to raise your frequency, your vibration to be able to bring through that information. It's just like finding a clear station on the radio, right? So you have to hit that perfect frequency, hold it for enough time to bring through the clear channel and then go back into whatever normal vibrating mode you're at. And so uh, right, it was within a week after I did that that I then, uh, how do we even explain this? Totally unexpected, without, without asking, without wanting, without knowing, uh, I started astral traveling and astral traveling. So it actually started with remote viewing. 
Are you familiar with what the difference between remote viewing and astral traveling are? No. (laughs) So remote viewing is what I would call fourth dimensional. So we as humans are 3D. We're Mm -hmm. three-dimensional, operate in the third dimension. And uh, and then fourth dimension, so if we go back to chakra theory, is would be heart-centered. So fourth dimension is where no longer we're we're limited by the constraints of time. So time is a human concept, right? We as souls living together choose to live a birth and death cycle. And so we are structured, organized by a beginning and an end, a start and a finish. Mm-hmm. Once you elevate out of the fourth, or excuse me, out of the third dimension into the fourth dimension, you become expansive. There is no such thing as time. There's no limitations of time. Everything is almost... I, I think of it as a toroidal vortex. So are you familiar with this? It's like the donut shaped. So the energies uh, that move uh, yin and yang up and down, they okay. pull through this almost like hourglass shape and everything just, it's almost like spiraling energy. There's no beginning. There's no end. Everything is just happening. Mm-hmm. And it's wherever you want to have or hold perspective at any given moment is where you can see what's happening. That was a whole lot of words. Does that make sense? Can you see it? Can you feel it? (laughs) Yeah. It's kind of what you were talking about, uh, like the enlightened stage. Oh, oh, you're jumping in. Well, so anybody can't... I shouldn't say that. So... Um, so to be able to change your dimensional realities, to be able to become multidimensional, uh, the easiest way to be able to tap into a different dimension or raise your frequency, as we constantly say on this show, is to find stillness. And so the easiest way to do that is through meditation. Mm -hmm. So if you're somebody who is yelling at the radio right now saying, I can't meditate, then you're not ready. (laughs) You're not ready to be and experience multidimensionality because Mm -hmm. it's, it's confusing and a soul that's not ready to yeah. to explore multidimensionally um typically is it's the people we look at in this world and we think are you know one what do they say one screw short or like a little loopy right uh-huh. so if you achieve that without being a really grounded human that can find stillness find the present moment and experience things in a very connected aligned way it is it is as confusing as it can be you you ride the roller coaster of highs and lows and it's it's just it's very confusing and it happens to everybody who starts to go through it but at mm-hmm. least you're more grounded and can can uh have that stillness to I- explore why all these things are coming through totally i i totally agree because at one point a couple years ago i couldn't even meditate mm. sit still and now mm. i've like accepted it and like learn to bring new things in and now i can meditate and lay down and bring all that in yeah in, in an enjoyable way yeah right yeah yes. so you don't stress this is this what is happened what to me in my early 20s i was at a point where i knew i was i had that coming to god moment as they say knees on ground um hands up in the air like what's what's my purpose mm-hmm. i had that moment in my life in my very early 20s which is mm-hmm. interesting um so i i made the statement and i knew the one thing that was going to transition me and shift me was meditation and it was the one thing i resisted was being still was being alone with my own thoughts because in that space what starts to happen when we start to 
get ourselves into the clear channel is that's when we start to have to do the work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and a lot of people resist it and that's when what our patterns our belief systems that are not serving us all of these uh, all of these things that create the the lower vibration the the muddiness the disconnect from life all these things start to come up into your field of awareness all of these emotional attachments because as we still our physical body we allow in the emotional body which holds a lot of these vibrational patterns that trigger us to all these inadequate not inadequate but belief systems that aren't serving our highest good all of the karmic things that are coming in all of these things so for me after i had channeled and brought through uh, that first uh, the unique gifts and talents book then a week later I started it started with remote viewing and I was actually sitting I was what what I don't even remember how it first started happening but I left my body it was I felt angels and again I was I have, was a very practiced meditator at this time so I knew what was happening I could feel my energy shifting and what to me that felt like was I'd start to feel it felt like ants running around my hair um and oh my gosh we're already 25 minutes in so I would start to feel ants running around my head and and it's that just really high intense energy that starts to hit you right around the top of the head and then it starts to become a complete body connection where my body would almost be vibrating and people who have done drugs this is the high i believe that they look for it's this uh, i think actually they call it a body high you can sometimes do drugs and just have what's considered a body high or depending on what kind of psychedelic drugs you might be doing you go into other levels yeah but this is what you can achieve through they have things called holo i think it's holotropic or holo i think holotropic holo holotropic breath work uh, which the gentleman I think he was a clinical psychologist in the 60s and got the government to okay doing LSD um, uh, trials on people Um, once the government didn't allow that anymore he he's written really cool books um their covers are all very cool (laughs) and uh, he then created this holotropic breath work which basically taps into the pineal gland releases uh those same type of um uh i think i don't know if it's it's, it's hormones or whatever it's not hormones but uh releases the biochemical reactions that create oh dmt sorry that uh is the same thing triggered by lsd and these different hallucinogenic drugs Mm -hmm. so um you can achieve these states right what people take drugs to see feel experience you can achieve that through long periods of meditation and breath work Mm -hmm. and i mean you can achieve these same same things with just intention yeah that makes sense because uh we met this lady the other day that does a thing called an aroma dome and i talked to her and she was talking about when you're breathing those essential oils and you're doing like certain breath work yeah and it's triggering that pineal gland yeah debbie here in cleveland emily and i both just met this woman uh i think she I don't know if she's locally from here. She used to be in yeah. TV pro- or movie production. Yeah. yeah. 
and she's transitioned to the spiritual world <laughs> and does aromatherapy uh, remove actually works people through their emotional body mm-hmm. blocks through yeah. using aromatherapy because aromatherapy is one of the only things that can plas- pass the blood brain barrier and right. yeah and yeah. so a very easy way to create different neural synopsis pathways and trigger certain things to happen in the brain yeah yeah that was a good interjection yeah so uh back i keep getting (laughs) i keep getting (laughs) pulled off the path here but back when i brought through that work it started with remote viewing which basically meant i wasn't completely leaving my body i was Mm -hmm. actually remote viewing you can do from a fourth dimensional plane which if you're not an experienced astral traveler it's very hard to hold higher frequencies fifth dimensional frequencies it's hard to hold that for any elongated period of time period of time because think of um an electrical current it just when you bring in more electricity if you're sticking I have no context for this right now. If you're sticking a 220 volt wire into 110, does this even make sense? I'm trying to explain something I have no context for. 220 volt wire into 110 outlet, right? Then you're going to short it out. And so that's the yeah. same same effect. If you're not practiced at holding that amount of energy, it's going to short you out. It's going to be hard to hold. And, and so uh, I progressed into that experience, this second experience that I don't even think I've talked about at length yet. Um, but I started remote viewing first. So the whole the whole gist of the story here was I had done what I thought was a completion of an experience, mm-hmm. which was bringing through all these guides and beings through a channeled book. And and they taught me, but also taught through me, you know, whatever their purpose was. Right. Mm-hmm. That I was done. And then the next week, no chance, no human chance for a break. I started remote viewing um, and then got led into astral projecting. And in that experience, I started to discover all these aspects of myself. I realized that the 12 beings that I was working with were really just aspects of myself from different time, space, different uh, interdimensional planetary existences. And, mm-hmm. and I went on this insane, what people would legitly call insane if you want to read the book it's free i have it on my website it's called 12 planets 11 bodies one soul a journey to discover the master archetype and so i had within a day had been taken out of my body 12 different times to witness my different existences on different planets and all of those things i were brought to me to understand myself in this human existence known as genesee roy you know birth to death like i was being called to understand these different versions of myself so that i could bring all of that wisdom all of that knowledge into this one soul vibration and by doing that i was able to reconcile uh, they say this is moving from the soul vibration into the causal body or your multi-dimensional self the second tier of spiritual enlightenment we'll use that word again even though it's very <laughs> overused um and so by doing that i had gotten to know 
myself <laughs> in a multidimensional landscape. And so this, uh, here we go. I'm now getting back to the first moment of this radio <laughs> show. I should play the, I'm going to play the song again just for a little fun. <laughs> here it comes. Oh, goodness. Okay, so by doing that, I had basically come full circle for my, and this is my soul path. This isn't Julie's soul path, or I, shouldn't, I was trying to use a random name, but my good friend Julie, who we both know, who wrote the book, this isn't supposed to be her experience. She's supposed to have her own unique soul experience here in this time space of Earth 2018 or wherever we are right now. And, uh, and so we all have very different experiences, but part of my path in this reality was to incarnate as Genesee to basically go through uh, a complete human experience and then reconcile my multidimensional self into that human experience so that I could teach others how to uh, move from a third dimensional reality into a fifth dimensional reality. So all of my experiences happened very dramatically and being I think a very left brain business person since I was very young mm -hmm. I always documented and and the business side of me thought things were happening for a reason to have a business experience with it. So mm -hmm. everything that happened to me step by step, I documented, I created books, I created tools because I was going to translate into a business, which right. silly me, I give it all away for free. But <laughs> I mean, I, that's the beauty, the beauty of it all. Right. But, uh, but because I was born with this very left brain business sense, I, I did that. And I think that's why I chose the soul vibration of Genesee in this life because that's how I would document it. So basically this last weekend here, we're coming full circle this last weekend. Uh, I took a, um, eight individuals to serpents mound mm -hmm. and was able to have this unbelievably beautiful ceremony experience where Everybody was able to step into more fully an aspect of their own self. Like I just explained, Genesee here in this life cycle was supposed to have certain experiences. Uh, those experiences have given me a, a really beautiful understanding that my purpose is to help people move from 3D to 5D, to move from not just the soul vibration that lives Emily Daniels right. birth to death and that's all you experience but to get you to tap into your multi-dimensional this fifth dimensional quality of you mm -hmm. that is not just Emily here but that has been Emily throughout your the entirety of your soul existence right. in all lifetimes and all of those gifts all of those talents all of those experiences that you still hold connection to here mm -hmm. because even though you've incarnated here this time as emily that soul vibration has i always see it as a spider web or i call it a lollipop graph i think i've tried to explain this more where if you think of your soul is the spider in the middle of the web. Mm -hmm. That spider can feel everything that's happening on every part of that web because 
it's basically a part of it, right? Right. And so that's you and all, and that's you and your multidimensional capacities. You have this ability to be tapped into all of these things, and because of uh, because of my path and and what's not only been created for me, but also by me, I guess you could say, with Walden Wellness, I've been able to, I think, connect to a lot of what I call wellness leaders at Walden, all these people who are living this journey of multidimensionality. And it's so interesting to be able to be this liaison between all of them that I can see their paths and I can see what happens to somebody as they become multidimensional. Mm-hmm. And it's so confusing. And this is this is the majority of people. So, ooh, good. Let's go right into Diane. Let's play. Yeah, this yeah. is perfect. So, Diane, and this is, sorry, this is, I pulled this um, little clip from her astrology reading or her April astrology last night. Mm-hmm. So, it's a bit, um, this was an interactive part that uh, she ended the night with. And... Um, let's see, how do we say this? So it was, you'll hear there's some audience questions and it gets lower. We'll try and talk over if, if need be. But uh, she was talking, the last question or one of the questions the audience asked was about what's happening on a planet a planetary scale right now. And I think she answered it really beautifully and it also lends itself to this multidimensional quality so in 2008 and this is a part you'll hear her talk about 2008 the uh and i don't know i think it was north america i don't know if it's north america or if it's the world i'm feeling north america but uh we had our saturn return start which is a 16-year process and it started 2008 and it's going to end in 2024. So we're halfway through this right now as a population here in North America. We're halfway through this, which means we are being, and it's going retrograde soon in April. Mm-hmm. And um, and this means that we are being triggered and we're halfway through. So we're really being activated to this right now. And when she was explaining it, one of the things that triggered me, and I think right around 2008 is when I had my knees on the ground moment to bring more of my divine purpose into my life. And so, and uh, one of the other women in the audience had that same experience in 2008 and said it was what kind of triggered her to this authority of um, bringing through her divine quality. And so it's just really interesting that, you know, we all get triggered by this in a different way, but this is the apex of it. And so many metaphysical, spiritual leaders out there are teaching right now of this transition that we're all moving to and through at this moment in time. And so here, we're going to play this now. And it's no coincidence because all that is in the sky and all that is playing out here in in our world. And so, and we're watching it. And so this Pluto thing that I was talking about earlier is actually, Pluto is the toxicity, okay? And, and, And it's working on authority and control. And what we're all being asked to do is to look at, you know, are we going to love 
and are we going to look at others with love and compassion and open our hearts to problems that we see or are we going to be indifferent and stand aside um, and, and are we going to you know take our power and aggression and you know um, use it bombastically across the land which will jeopardize all of us because we're all connected the, the land the, the, the family the you know everything that we stand for is in jeopardy you know if if things start flying in the air so to speak so we're actually the planets are putting us in this situation where we have to look at it and make decisions as souls um, so there's no coincidence that what we're all experiencing I mean, we can see it being played out publicly um, with our countries uh, but it's also playing out in our own personal lives too I was going to say that it, it's playing out in my family yeah to a great extent I live alone but I'm certainly uh, interactive with my family and it's not not what I would it's very intense it's very intense right now um, and actually it's going to continue to intensify through May May 16th um, there's a lot of tension in, 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 in these planetary the outer planets um, and we're going to have a major shift with Uranus um, it's going to change from Aries into Taurus and at that point in time, again, there will be a trigger that we will all experience on, on some level, which will wake us up, and our focus will change from growth and advancement, and, and I want this to conservatism and, um, and, and growth and uh, stability. So what that changes, I don't know. But the focus is definitely going to change in May. And so everything is escalating right now. In May. Yes. Okay. So the saving grace is that these planets are retrograde. They're going retrograde. Yeah. Retrograde is a good thing. <laughs> there are things that we can do within our own lives to find the kind of peace with which to weather this period. Is that the case too? In spite of the fact that we're being tossed, love. We can talk. Yeah. No, seriously. Love, compassion, healing, um, you know, and, and, and focusing that type of energy because it's just as intense. If you use it in the same capacity, it has the same intensity. So it can combat the anger and the violence and the rage, you know, but you balance it with love and compassion and unity. Um, Much more difficult, though. It's more difficult, but consciously, if it's used consciously, it can it can achieve a lot, you know. And and we may be pushed to the point where we'll see that manifest. We haven't seen it manifest yet. But look for something better in May. Change. Change. I didn't say better. It's how um, we respond to the changes that are going on. You know, we can either be resentful, uh, well, again, or we can find a way to, you know, positive way to deal with the changes. It's a positive way to deal with the changes, but again, the triggers are okay. The nodes are, you know, 
for the last year and a half, we've been given situations of love and compassion versus um, isolation and um, separation. And, and what are we going to choose? Okay, so that has that has been reinforced over the last year and a half in, in many different situations. Um, and, and that will again be, be coming into play. Um, we also, for the last eight years, have been dealing with this authority and control issue, which is going to escalate this year. Um, and, and again, it's how are you going to use your authority in the world? And are you going to project or are you going to... It's going to take us all from inside to take out the true value, the true cores of what we stand for, what we believe in as souls and as humanity, and 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 bring the true essence to protect our land, to be stewards of the land, and and to um, to protect our global resources against the threats that are that we see that we're facing right now. So until we're put to the point of tension. You know, as long as you're complacent, no change is going to be made. But when you're put in positions of tension, then you will choose to make the changes. That's what Pluto does. Pluto gets you to the point where you're at the core, um, and you say, okay, I surrender. Um, teach me. You know, teach me the best way. And, and then and then we will learn. But, Doesn't that fall into the long period of 2008 to the 26-year period? We're over halfway there. Yeah, well, I mean, and, and we're all falling, so, you know, everybody has a time for where they're going to be awakened at the time. I was right on 2008, and I didn't realize that. But, yeah, we're all going to be... We're all getting, we're all getting those those triggers. And, yeah, you'll, something, we're going to all get it together. We'll all get along. <laughs> but... But it is. It's a very tense time, and, and the next four years are going to continue to be very intense, and we're going to see a lot of changes, especially in our, in our um, country. Um, so what we can do is, is really focus on integrity and, and, and you know, to be stewards of our land, to be stewards of our family, and, and, and to really work with consciousness and make conscious choices because that's what's needed right now to make change in the world. Did that help? Oh, yeah. But there's no coincidence. What's going on up there is going on down here. You know, it's... it's, it's so, it's what, what, you weren't there. I was there. So, what yeah. was that? That's, like, very interesting, like, uh, like uh, in May the change is like going to happen and um i just like feel in like my life right now i feel like something's coming mm -hmm. definitely like mm -hmm. so maybe we got a caller <laughs> <laughs> i don't know how to answer that right <laughs> so the interesting thing to me is that uh so it and I was wrong when I said Saturn return was 16 years or whatever. Uh, it's 26 years. And I think if you do the math, 2024 minus 8. I don't know. That doesn't sound right. Anyways, but uh, right now we're in the, the middle. The
the, the peak of this. And so if you weren't triggered in 2008, right, which was kind of the first wave getting people ready for the big transition and shift in 2012, mm-hmm. uh, then you're being triggered now. And we can see this on, I always talk microcosm, macrocosm, right? So it's we're seeing this not only play out in our individual lives, but on the world stage from politics and and what's happening in these different kind of subculture groups all around we're seeing so many people step up and claim their authority and claim this space Mm -hmm. and so in and that's why this woman asked she said well uh we're going through she asked earlier we're going through a a consciousness shift and she was talking about this weekend being some big activation and and it's interesting to me anytime people say this because it depends on where you are in your own development if you're still right. a soul it, it, um let's see maslow's triangle the hierarchy of needs if you're somebody who for psychology people if you're somebody who's still at the bottom of the triangle trying to just get security with food shelter you know you're not you're not being triggered to at this moment in time step into an authentic uh, authority space right? right you're you're being triggered in a different way probably to get into alignment with your life but mm-hmm. it's very your perspective is very very different than somebody whose needs are met who right. can go to the top of maslow's triangle this hierarchy of needs and fulfill this more spiritual transcending quality to the human the soul condition so when people say this you know we're, we're moving into the shift consciousness we're moving into this multi-dimensional consciousness yes but oh you know as as a, a humanity as a whole it depends on where you are what's happening your perspective over the situation so we're all being triggered yes Mm -hmm. um it's just interesting to know and so the circle i run in of course everybody's kind of stepping into this really interesting multi-dimensional quality which a lot of people i know like you Mm -hmm. and a lot of the people at our spa yeah what was fulfilling as a soul what was fulfilling as that Emily Daniels birth death cycle that you could just check in check out of life or clock in clock out right Mm -hmm. and be fulfilled day in day out through that you you and Diane says there's triggers and I was actually listening to um your sign cancer your uh Gemini and it was um sickness death uh, the cycle rebirth right yeah. and so that was your trigger for this mm-hmm. and it's so interesting that on a planetary scale these certain things come in and trigger us activate yeah. us when ready to step into this next phase of our life total next phase of the life and so go back and listen it's probably going to take a day or two because i'm relying on diane to send me her powerpoint diane if you're listening send me your powerpoint so i can get this (laughs) uploaded for everybody who i'm sure is very eager to listen to your full i think we went right under two hours last night for her her, uh april astrology overview but she did do just about every sign so hang in there because i think in the beginning we didn't do capricorn scorpio who else wasn't there 
uh, Pisces, there were like three or four signs that weren't in attendance. And so she skipped over those in the very beginning. But by the end, she was doing every single sign. And on the PowerPoints, it has every single sign and how the aspects are being triggered. So really interesting, really helpful. And then if you look at this from 2008 to 2024, when this retrograde cycle happens, uh, Saturn return is all about the completion, the completion of a life, mm-hmm. which is interesting, of a contract. And so in this, what she was saying is that basically people are stepping into this next phase of, and in my perspective and the people I work with, it's stepping into this multidimensional aspect of self. And so, you know, I think that's what really for my divine purpose, that's what inspired me two years ago to start creating wellness Walden and to start putting as much content as we can out there because it is as confusing as it can get sometimes you're going through the sine wave of living where you're constantly going root to crown and crown back down to root which whenever we vary our our frequency that much you're having high highs when everything is so aligned you're so clear about your destiny you're so connected to things but right after that crown chakra that top of the the wave you come back down to learn and see if you've integrated all of that and able to take it in a new this next timeline and to create it in a different way and so as people go through this it's almost as if we're living these bipolar you know lives lives. do you feel it Mm -hmm. there's days when everything is just so connected and you're you're in that timeline that's so easy and then the next day you're trying to integrate that into a different frequency and that's what it is to be multidimensional. and it's the most beautiful thing figuring that out i i watch a lot of friends who go through this and and that process of figuring it out is beautiful on the way home from serpent's mound in my trip this past week I got a call from a friend and she was saying, uh, she was asking me, again, somebody who's living multidimensionally and she's getting ready to leave a long time career and step into this aspect of herself that's going to be more fulfilling in her purpose and what she's here to do. Mm-hmm. And this is what a lot of people end up doing who are in this kind of multidimensional figuring it out and and so she has all this trust in it and the thing with being multidimensional is being extremely sensitive you're very clear on your purpose when it happens when it when it comes to your field it feels connected it feels aligned you know it you know that's right you know that's your truth you know that's what you need to do mm-hmm. but being multidimensional means we're no longer living in a linear timeline but the human emily and genesee we live by right. time we live it's whatever today is the 30th or 31st <laughs> the 30th it's march 30th right and it's going to be ending time here in four minutes so <laughs> we have to live by a clock and so when you're multidimensional, you don't live by a clock and when things come in when things uh when your purpose comes into your path you know it you feel it and and so um it 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 becomes something so her call was asking me basically um you know what do i and she wasn't flat out saying what do i do but she was giving me these things that were happening to her that she was feeling into this it felt aligned and uh and is it time and and i reminded her that you know being multidimensional means you can feel it but one of the stressful things about having to integrate third dimension and fifth dimension Mm -hmm. is this time balance so as a soul 
beautiful things happen to us in a very timed manner. We call it the Kashuk Records. We can go into this next time if it's interesting. But through a soul's timeline, we get activated for things to happen to us at a specific time. And if if the collectives that we're connected to here in earth aren't ready for us to let's just example leave the nine to five job and pursue the passion career Mm -hmm. if if everything's not aligned to it at that time you know maybe it's not supposed to be right now even though as a multi-dimensional person you can feel into that right right now as the soul vibration your job is to continue to make connections for the next year or whatever but being a multi-dimensional being we can feel into it and we want it now because it feels so strongly Mm -hmm. and so it's very hard to reconcile those two those two energies of what we can feel which is the multi-dimensional aspect and then what's actually happening to us in our 3d and so to since we're all human and we're all still in the in this third dimension it's it's finding balance between those things knowing how to feel into things and then knowing how to align those things to us in the physical world and so and because we're ending here i'll just say the one key that i've learned is it's all about play and anything you have to push anything that is work mm-hmm. which is a hard concept to get across to humans <laughs> but anything that is work anything that slows you down anything that you move into and it feels like you're walking through wet sand mm-hmm. right when you so is there something in your life that you've tried to do recently a yeah. class or yeah definitely like i i've been trying to like make a little blog recently mm. about my nana's journey and just like it's it's very hard to like put everything out there and do everything with it so what gets you what's easy about that is it taking picture what's easy about that process uh yeah like taking pictures like uh actually like reading about it but then putting it in words and like telling people getting it out everything is the hardest like putting yourself out there yeah so so anytime that we so there's certain aspects and this is where this is what i told her certain aspects sometimes there's things that come into our field that are aligned to us and Mm -hmm. we're supposed to engage with it in a certain way so you've been learning about blogs and taking pictures and you went to class for that and the study part of it for you has been really fulfilling and easy and you can't get enough yeah yet when you actually are trying to put that out to the world right now it's slowing down it's hard it's tedious right so this would show or signal a human timeline that the frequency isn't aligned yet right so it's continuing to study do the things that are easy then then it's easier easier. somebody comes in and like me like, just give me your stuff. I need content for our blog, right? Yeah. And I put it all in, and yeah. so your stuff's up there. Yeah. And so there's all these things in the human world that need to connect that uh, that are timed, where multidimensionally we're so clear now, and and it's so easy to feel into these things that are part of our potential. And so that's my passion, is teaching people the 3D to 5D shift consciousness so if, it, if you're intrigued, I've basically documented it all. It's all free on Chakra's Root to Crown website, or I have an app called Chakra Deck that you can read all the books. And I probably should organize it as the three. I checked out your app before. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's cool. And then you have your Oracle Deck on yeah. there. Yeah, so since we didn't do the present moment reading today, 
just download it's a free app it's called chakra deck yeah very easy chakra c-h-a-k-r-a chakra <laughs> deck and you can do an oracle reading present moment oracle reading it's really cool i do it for myself because i hate reading myself but i'll go onto the app and just be like what's in my field what's happening to me what's blocking me right now it's always right it's always dead on <laughs> well thank you again it's been a wonderful Friday morning. Yes, have a good weekend. Hopefully you have some nice weather. Yeah. Uh, well, we woke yeah, up to snow, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, with light and love, we look forward to speaking to you all next Friday at 11 a.m. See you then. Bye. If you're looking to discover more or need a recap of today's show, subscribe to the Wellness Walden YouTube channel or go to www.yourwelden.com to access the latest content and videos from this show and more. The Wellness Hour with Genesee on Karma Radio, every Friday at 11 a.m.